to part two of today's episode of the Best Coast Express NHL podcast. Tyler, one thing I wanted to jump into was um, the thought of re-signing Alexander Edler here in Vancouver and maybe whether or not that's a good idea or a bad idea or whether we should use him as a trade chip um, for the upcoming deadline. Now, he does have, I believe, either no trade clause or no move clause, so he'd have to waive that in order for a trade. Um, but... Yeah, what do you think is the right, if, if the Canucks look at exploring a, a re-signing, you know, what kind of terms should we be looking at, what's appropriate, um, and what would you like to see? I'd say overall this is a, a subject that I'm pretty indifferent about. There's a lot of different thoughts going through my head when it comes to the Edler re-sign. Do we trade in? Do we just let him go? Um, I think Edler is a good locker room guy. Uh, in the locker room, Edler is known, although quiet, as a good leader. Um, however, he, I just, he doesn't fit in at all with the, the direction we're going. And that is trying to contend in three years. Do you see Alex Hedler being even in our top six? I do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's something I would have to disagree on. Um, and that's why I think we either just let him go at the end of the year or we trade him. Vancouver is seen as a place, I think, where a lot of players... Like, I think we take loyalty really seriously. We let the Sedin stay as long as possible. Uh, we pretty much let Luongo ride out a good career here. We let, we, we've let we let a lot of guys grow old. We've lost a lot of trade value within that. And that's why our team is so bad today. However, it's a different... We're, we're in a different time here. We're not trying to go to the playoffs. We're not trying to do anything beyond the means of get high draft picks and such. Edler's having a good year. I think this is just the perfect. This is the ideal time to move him. Do I think we're getting a first-round pick in return? No, not at all. But I think a second-round pick is in the question. The fact that we got Alex Burrows, uh, we sent Alex Burrows off for someone like Jonathan Dolan, shows me that there's probably some sort of market for a guy like Alex Edler for some playoff team. Um, yeah, uh, regarding term and and money, if we do end up signing him, I would say we do just like a two or three year deal, maybe like two to three million average. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I think, well, there's no doubt so far this season in limited games because he has been injured, but um, Alexander Edler is you know, enjoying probably maybe his best season ever, 19 points in 30 games. Um, that's that puts him over a 50 point pace as a D-man and I think with that in mind you know I think you can argue he's been our best defenseman all year and or so far this year at least through half a season um, he's only 32 years old um, yeah he's playing great hockey right now he's putting up points he's playing great on the power play um, and you know showing chemistry with you know some of our younger players like Pedersen and Besser um, he's finally passing the puck to what seems like Besser and Pedersen which is nice um, I disagree with you that he doesn't fit the direction of this team. You know, he's only 32. Um, he brings that veteran leadership that we need. Like I said, I think he's been our best defenseman. And, um, you know, at 32, that, you know, that we can expect four or five more, you know, really good seasons out of Edler uh, left. You know, he's um, decent two-way. He's putting up points. He was my pick, you know, coming into the season maybe to be the captain of this team. I think he was maybe a good choice for that. Yeah. Um, you know, he's, he's stuck through some of the good years. He's gone through the bad years. Um, but I think the real the real question is is he willing to sign because I do agree that he carries some value and that you know a first round pick might be out of the question but for sure a second or some good prospects and um, you know we could fetch at the deadline for him. 
but I don't think realistically he would waive uh, his no trade clause. Um, and no. you know he was. I think that's the biggest bar and, through this whole thing. And that's the thing. Brandon Bachelor, the Canucks play-by-play guy on the radio, tweeted out yesterday a, a bit of a, a quote from Edler. And you know some of what he said was it's it's exciting to go through change here. Um, we had our, our great team years ago, and it's been you know obviously through a rebuild. Um, but he said that, you know, I think we're on the way up again, and I think it would be good to be a part of that until the end, until we get another chance. So he doesn't sound like a guy that's that's wanting to move or, you know, let alone willing to move. And there was a rumor that um, last year he was asked if he would be willing to move, and he said no. Um, whether that's true or not is, you know, debatable. But um, so that, that, again, begs the question, should we re-sign him? I'm all for it. I would be willing to give him up to four years, you know, as long as it stays under, I think, five, five million a season, um, I think that's fair, and I think for a, for you know he's definitely a top four defenseman. Maybe our only um, at this point you know cemented top four defenseman on our team. I think he's worth anywhere from four point five to five over three or four years. I, I would be happy with that. Yeah. Um, moving on a little bit here. Um, thinking about someone who is really defined the, the wow how the Canucks have actually played this year, I think it's safe to say Elias Pettersson. Mm-hmm. Pettersson's been a big deal. He's changed. He, I, I'd say what Pettersson has really done this year is he's fast-forwarded the, the Canucks rebuild process. Yeah, He's furthered us towards a playoff position. You know why? Because I think Elias Pettersson is within the, within the constraints of value to his team. Value to his team. So how much he provides uh, for the team. I think Elias Pettersson is one of the top at least 15 uh, most valuable players to his team. You see guys like Carey Price go down. Uh, that that whole Habs situation changes. Watch some Canucks games without Elias Pettersson, and I would like I would honestly rather gouge my eyes out, yeah. my eyes out at certain points. So. Pedersen's just recently gone down with a knee injury. Uh, first of all, let's talk about that play with him and Coach Kinyemi. Um, I'll start. I'll, I'll, I'll give my take. I don't think there was anything malicious. I just think, as Canucks fans, we tend to... No, I, not just Canucks fans. I can't narrow it down to just us. Hockey fans will tend to blame the opposing player involved in an injury accident. Think about McDavid. A couple years ago, breaks his collarbone. That was a freak accident, man. Somehow, I don't remember who's the guy, who the guy was who hit him. Um, but like, come on, like that was such a. It, it was a pretty innocent play. Kokinami's just skating by. They get a little bit, a little bit tangled up. This is something we see every game. I just think, like, yes, he fell awkwardly, but that I just don't think the blame rests on Kokinami's shoulder. Uh, sorry. Yeah, shoulder. Um, on the other hand, when is Elias Patterson coming back? We don't know. Uh, apparently, he's up walking. He doesn't need crutches. He looks fine. I'm not scared. What about you? Yeah, it doesn't look like he's going to miss a whole lot of a whole lot of games. I think it was a, a slight sprain I saw somewhere. Um, so he should be back. He might miss a couple games. He'll be back in in around nine nine days or so. So that's good news. I think the play itself, I wasn't, I wasn't too worried about. It was another rookie. It was rookie on rookie. Um, I did look malicious, as you mentioned. Kakaniemi's uh, not a big guy. He's, he's not, you know, a sturdy guy. It really didn't look like he was intending to injure him. What I will say though is, is it's going to scare me. Pedersen is, you know, he's frail. He's thin. He doesn't have a whole lot of weight, and so I'm just worried that plays like this, 
um, where guys are are you know checking him harder because he is you know our superstar, he's our best player, um, where he, he might get injured more. And so um, down the road, I, I obviously like most Canucks fans, I want to see him put on some weight. Um, he's never going to be you know a 210 pound, you know 230 pound Dustin Buffalo or anything like that. But you know putting on more weight will do him some good. And, and I think these these plays are just kind of starting to scare me. Um, you know he's already had he's already missed time from a concussion this year. Um, he's going to miss time again. You know we're we're halfway through the season now. He's already underwent you know two injuries. Yeah. Um, doesn't help the team um, seeing him out. You know we haven't scored so. Um, but we yeah. also don't have many big games coming up. No. Uh, I think Arizona and Florida are the next two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Florida talented, not performing. Uh, Arizona bad, <laughs> as per usual. Um, so yeah, you know what? I'm not too scared. Uh, knee injuries are fragile, speaking from experience here. Um, and yeah, I, I just I, this this situation doesn't worry me. Uh, one thing that Canucks fans have talked about a lot is Coach Kenyani's recent like comments on in the past about Pedersen, but those those were so innocent. They were just like, who cares? People are. I think I think we're overreacting here. Yeah, I as think- we tend to with a lot of Pedersen. That's just that's the the thing that has gone on this year. Pedersen is he's our baby. Yeah. And you know what? He should be our baby. And it's just crazy too. He's on pace for ninety one points this year, forty seven goals, like putting up elite elite numbers Ridiculous. in his first year, you know, in nineteen twenty year old season. Um so it obviously sucks seeing him this time. He is the face of this franchise already. Yeah. Um, but what a year he's having and you know such a special player. So hopefully he comes back soon and helps the team out and um, maybe just briefly touch on Tyler. I just wanted your thoughts. Canucks, should they be buyers? Should they be sellers? Should they stand pat at the deadline? Um, somewhere in between selling and standstill. We we can't be buying. We there's like I would love to see the Canucks in the playoffs again, um, but I am a firm believer in rebuild is a long process. It's not a three year, a three to five year process. Where I believe. You're five or six of like a full on rebuild, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm personally, I'm with betting. I don't, I don't want them to buy this, uh, this deadline. Um, yeah, I, I just don't think we need it. We need to stay on track on this rebuild. We don't have the light is at the end of the tunnel with the rebuild. Yeah, we're a top twenty team in the NHL based on standings right now. I would disagree. Uh, I look at some of the teams who are behind us. I believe they're better. Um, teams like Philadelphia, who seem to have like, oh, one year we're going to finish third in our division, and then the next year we're just going to be a dog, bottom five team. That's a weird team. But, um, yeah, how about you? Yeah, I agree. I think it would be a mistake to be buying at the deadline. Um, you know, we don't need to bring any veteran pieces in. We don't need to be no. selling the farm for any top six Definitely players or not. top four defensemen. Um, but that said, I would be okay with us standing pat, seeing what the kids can do. If we squeak into the playoffs, I'm all for that. And there's, you know, you can't fault the Canucks for playing, you know, into the playoffs and, and you know, these kids, you know, overperforming maybe or, or playing, you know, great hockey. But um, that said, if we don't decide to, all, you know, fully sell, which I don't even think we have a whole lot of assets to sell anyways, but um, I would be okay with that. So, 